0: The year is 1976. I'm Dave. I'm Zach. And this is My Marvelous Year. Hello and welcome. Oh,
1: okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You've been doing this a lot lately. I got this one.
0: Well, I think like the person who crushes the intro should keep doing it. I feel like I'm hot. I feel like <laughs> no. I'm you've been on like a, I
1: think you've been. I, I feel like you're coming up with them in the moment. And uh, I don't know. do not <laughs> know. you have a good one right? Because you kind of always start out with like you wait, Hey, today, I'm your critique of me by... is
0: I'm making it up as I go. This is this is the entire yeah. podcast act.
1: No, no, I plan. I plan them ahead of time. I, I know you later. do in the week earlier yeah
0: all right all right you've been planning this for weeks carry on ahead with this killer intro let's do it
1: welcome to my marvelous year the comic book reading club where we read all the most the most best marvel comics (laughs) from its origins to today (laughs) yeah uh i'm zach the comic book newbie and today on the line i've got dave busing who is currently chained up to my interstellar pleasure barge floating through space
0: Hey, Uh, just happy to be here, Zach. (laughs) Having a great (laughs) time. I gotta tell you, there are worse places to be chained up. Know what I'm saying? Uh, Yeah, I guess so. Oh, come on, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, so welcome to my marvelous year, the Reading Club podcast, where we go through the The origins. Ball and
1: chain. What's that? Is that what you meant? Are you talking about your wife, the old ball and chain?
0: How dare you insult my family on the pod? (laughs) (laughs) Good grief, you animal. We're going to be talking about the comics of 1976 today. This is part two. You can find the reading list in the show notes. You can find them over on patreon.com slash mymarvelthisyear. And if you didn't catch 1976 part one, we do recommend you go on back and check it out. Actually, I would say going back to 1975 part one, I think is a nice new starting place where Zach is joined by guest Gary Butterfield, and I think it's a nice new starting place because that's where you're going to get the start of all-new, all-different X-Men, and we are fully in all-new, all-different X-Men territory at this point in time. But we will not be talking about them today. We talked about them in Part 1. 76, Part 2, we're going to be talking about Howard the Duck, Master of Kung Fu, Warlock, Panther versus the Clan, and a Tomb of Dracula Doctor Strange crossover. So we got some 70s oddities, some 70s gems, and a little bit of duck-based satire. Yeah. What did you, what'd you yeah, think about these comics,
1: Uh Much better than part one. Like, I didn't hate anything in part much one. Much better. I think we talked about, yeah. Uh, I mean, I just, like, I don't think I disliked any of this. I wasn't really, um, yeah, I wasn't really down on anything here. And Not even HTD? Part one. No, no, I liked it. You like HTD. Uh, all right, all yeah, right. Yeah, I was I was, I was, I was kind of surprised. I wasn't sure. I, I, I think the only thing, let's see. I love jungle action. I really liked Warlock, and I loved Master of Kung Fu. Howard the Duck was good. I'm a little confused by. it. Let, let's hold off on that one because I feel like I need a, my energy level needs to come down a little bit before I tackle.
0: Come <laughs> down. <laughs> You're too hyped to talk about Howard, huh? Yeah,
1: I'm just I'm too worked up right now. Too, okay,
0: uh, all right. Good. What's got you so hot and bothered? Should we go to Master of Kung Fu?
1: Yeah, sure. Let's let's do that one.
0: Okay, so we'll talk Uh, about Master of Kung Fu, number 44 to 47. This kicks off a, I believe, six-issue arc that is a return to Shang-Chi, martial arts master, versus his father, his evil father, Fu Manchu. Or at least that is sort of the the big-picture events of what is happening. But what is actually happening in these issues is more spy games than we've seen since the glory days of Nick Fury. This is British spy game central. Everyone's a spy. Everyone's a double agent. Honestly, yes, it would help a lot to have read some Master of Kung Fu heading into this. That is the way of the My Marvelous Year reading list, though. We're jumping in fresh. You got to pick up context clues. Um, yeah, yeah. So I was surprised how much more spy stuff there was than martial arts, I have to say.
1: Yes, definitely. Yeah, it's weird at, uh, like, jumping in. So we jumped in at 44, and if you, like, jumped in and bounced off because it was a little confusing, because it is, right? Like, I kind of felt like the same thing. I need to jump back. This is something you've talked about, Dave, where you're just like, you know, people ask, where's the best place to start? I I always feel like I'm missing context. Mm
0: -hmm. Sometimes
1: it's best just to jump in, like... Do a cannonball right into the middle of some messy continuity, and you know maybe what you don't understand will just be enticing rather than confusing yeah. or discouraging. And that's how I felt about this. Which Let is the mystery pretty weird wash over you. You know. Yeah, yeah, and also by like the second issue of this, you basically know where like what all the pieces are on the board. You know, th- there might be names that you don't recognize, but you kind of understand the general. Yeah. You know the the uh, the outline of the thing. Um. Yeah, so weird that like. Oh, we should mention the um the this is by Doug Mench and who is on Paul
0: art here? on art here who yes, is yes, yes. definitely one of the underrated seventies oh, artists. Mench. I think he's doing some some really great. Also a Mench we have to say, not the Mench though. Um, he's doing some really great martial arts action. I think when he gets a chance to really flash the skills and display action for me, it's it's not. As exciting as like Starlin's work because I'm such a big Starlin fan, but it's in the ballpark. Mm. Like when he's well, doing those is, dagger yeah, battles and things like that, it's really cool way to display because because martial arts. We talked about this. It's a really hard thing to convey visually. Yeah, with the yeah, same that, excitement definitely. of of you know the cinema, and he does a pretty good job.
1: Yeah, he's um he's more about these like single moment shots, though. You get a lot of like really cool, kind of like a uh, Starenko. He reminded me of Starenko in a lot of ways. Mm, yeah, of like. These kind of big compositions, big splash pages with uh, with lots of characters in cool poses. We get a really cool shot of... Um, ooh, I am going to be bad with names because this introduced so many new names. But Shang-Chi has a female co-worker spy mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that he's working with. And she... Barrels through a couple guys on a motorcycle, and there's a really cool shot of her pistols in both hands, shooting two guys at once on either side of her.
0: Yeah, um, that's, that's that's pure like Storenko energy great... right there.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's very Starenko. Yeah. Uh yeah, so like that that's the weirdest thing about this comic. This is like a Jason Bourne thing, right? Like this this is James Bond, Jason Bourne with a martial artist thrown in the middle right you know like Shang Chi feels yeah, right. almost incidental to this right um, like he he seems he's, like he a is almost
0: character. a supporting character in his own magazine i think that is fair to say and especially in these in these issues like so Shang Chi's family ultimately come in as kind of the core antagonist like there's a big plot by Fu Manchu he's trying to get there's some big, artifact out a big of a clam, clam. Yeah, he's trying to get <laughs> he's trying to get a just he just wants a nice clam, right? We've all been there. A little hankering for seafood. Um but yeah. Shang Chi's sister also shows counter. up and she leads a rival gang not a rival gang, because Shang doesn't have a gang. Am I I s I don't know, is MI6 a gang? I, I get confused. They, they keep the calling it a days. trade work, which is like a very uh um, Wetworks
1: or something? Trade Work. They call it trade work. Yeah, like is that like a anything? is that
0: like a spin on Wetworks? Is that the same kind of thing? Are you there? Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, like <clears throat> it feels like um yeah, whoever was reading or writing this is like reading a lot of John Le Car, Right, I was time.
0: I was gonna reference Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. That was the yeah, it, that it's was the a one very I felt like, like to me. There's just so much going on.
1: There's there's lots of you know men, white men with white hair in suits talking very seriously about the work being done, and then <laughs> yeah. you'll cut to Sh- yeah. Shang Chi, you know, running barefoot thro- barefoot through the Himalayas. I don't know if it's actually the Himalayas,
0: but usually is. Um, no, I mean I think it's it's I think if it was just the spy stuff. I'd be so tuned out, you know? I'd be so, like, I just wouldn't care about the players, and I. you really need to focus when there's this many moving pieces. Like, when they're doing spy games this sort of intricately, and with this many characters, you really have to pay attention (laughs) to names and stuff, which I don't think I'd have the interest level to do. But when you throw in, then, that mix of it's British spy games combined with this evil... mastermind out of China and his son who is a martial arts master it takes on like kind of a new life and And his
1: daughter who's also this kind of like yeah very similar to uh, Fu Manchu this kind of evil you know world dominating or wanting to world dominate character with her own band of you know villains and stuff and there's that you know Fu Manchu for all his problems which we've already kind of litigated is a really cool creepy villain like there's a a story here by a woman who escaped his um like, imprisonment, and she talks about how her and her husband were captured by Fu Manchu, and he just threw Fu Manchu, threw her husband into a pit of spiders. And it's, like, this very... Genetically modified,
0: modified spiders, too. Right. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah right. Um, yeah, so you get this kind of interesting... Like, it is. It's that interesting mix of very serious, stately spy games mixed with this slightly heightened, like, that, that spicy seasoning of... Uh, of this like mystic, I don't know, I mean, God, I mean, the word that keeps wanting to come out of my mouth is oriental, which is gross, but like- They use celestial the, in these <clears throat> pages a that's lot. That's the, the aesthetic they're going for, you know, that kind of like vaguely mystical, Yeah, just like, yeah, we've, we've talked about that before. Oh, I, I wanted to say, I listened to an interview with Doug Mench, and uh, he talked a little bit about how he was working with Greg Hama, is that the guy's name? Larry Hama? Larry Hama, yes, Larry Hama, who's Japanese, and they got into a big argument about Fu Manchu, about how uh, how racist it was, because ja- Larry Hama, being Japanese, was like, yeah, this is gross. He was writing Iron Fist at the time, yeah, and yeah, he objected to Fu Manchu being part of Marvel, and Doug Bench uh, said he just like he said he agreed. He was like, yes, this is very racist, but also I didn't bring it into Marvel, so I'm just kind of you know doing what I'm told. <laughs>
0: it's <laughs> mm, not a great uh, response doug uh
1: eh, well i mean i i don't know he was like a you know like he's telling this story 50 years later saying you know that's what he argued at the time i don't know yeah. if he was defending it too much nowadays but um probably not
0: probably yeah, at least not.
1: he he recognized that it was like he knew at the time it was racist he just uh you know i don't know he had the job um but yeah that was just interesting to hear like yeah there are people in marvel who were saying like hey what gives this is uh this is bad we talked. Speaking of which, we, I talked about how everyone is Simpsons yellow, all the Asian characters, and that's not true anymore. It's just Shang Chi. Shang
0: is like golden, <laughs> like literally golden, and, and it really yeah, stands I, out compared to actually everyone around him. Like his sister is not colored the same way. No, uh,
1: there are all. other Asian people standing around him, so it is just a choice to have him look like a French fry now. And yeah, you know, I don't know. Why. I
0: I couldn't possibly ascribe the motivations. Uh, it could be as simple as having him stand out in his own book. It could be at, and something else entirely I mean, so
1: i mean it does work like you immediately know where he is on the page at all times because you just look for the you know the gold man
0: yeah and the sweet bandana and open shirt yeah. but yeah i mean oh, so i don't think cool. these are like i don't think these are like um hidden gems in the vein of say panther's rage or anything like that but not, they're definitely they're, quite they're like well-produced that, but... comics i think mention Galachi are a really good creative team here uh if you are interested in this type of story i would definitely say you could run it back um, I mean this is the creative team like for a decent stretch here so I there's there's did, some really uh, cool eight, issues eight in the early 40s of of Kung Fu yeah um, I think 42 is a story of like Chi versus the cat which is pretty accessible
1: there was there was one of the uh, there are there letter pages here and like throughout many issues people were all raving about one particular issue that we had missed I think 42 maybe that could it was be. like some I, masterpiece. If
0: memory serves, that's one where he fights the cat and there's a splash page, three panels of him doing nunchuck tricks, and I love that.
1: <sighs> I put it, love it in my veins. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's Master of Kung Fu. Check it
1: yeah, out. Uh, yeah, I liked it. I think I liked it more than you judging on this because I was like really surprised and pretty hot on this and I like, I kind of want to find the time to start at the beginning and read through this. Like, I, uh, if, if not that, this seems like a candidate for... If we, uh, you know, eventually try to like cover single series as a whole at some point, like re-dip yeah. our toes back into something, this seems I, like a good candidate for that. Uh, yeah, like I do, a I lot, do think a lot here.
0: my my excitement about these suffered a little bit from uh, from the density of what's happening and also yeah, 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 the sure. the lack of background, you know, yeah. to I, a I, degree. I like this is a series that, I'm less yeah. familiar with, so I don't pick it up as as easily. Without context mm-hmm. clues, I'm definitely yeah, in a similar yeah, yeah. boat as I think everybody else Yeah,
1: they, they, they had a couple moments where they were like, Smith, a double agent, dun-dun-dun. Uh, right, anyway. it doesn't have the impact. Oh, right. I didn't know he was a good guy. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, then now I know where he's at.
0: I think, like I yeah. said, too, I'm just not a big... I think I'm just not a big spy story fan, like, in this vein. Maybe. Maybe that's what it is.
1: Hmm. I mean, you have talked about Kung Fu... Uh, I, th- I think you've called it once. Like kung fu novels are, or kung fu comics are, like the cool kids club, right? Like there's this little Master uh,
0: of Kung Fu feels like that to me. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where there's like big Master of Kung Fu fans, and it's just like, yeah, they're uh, they kind of they're kind of off doing their own thing. And, uh, and no one I, I think it feels
0: kind of cool and, and <clears throat> exclusive because y- if you re- if you're a fan of Master of Kung Fu, you're a fan from this time period. It doesn't keep going. It doesn't come back. Shang-Chi doesn't have his own series again. For, oh, no, like, it drops out for like 35 years. Right, like it runs <laughs> sure. forever. It's a product of the era. But then it's also like it doesn't play in Marvel continuity like ever again. You know, quote unquote. I mean, Shang-Chi so, like,
1: goes and joins other teams, right? Like isn't he? Uh... Yeah, no, Shang-Chi's
0: around. Like he's a player in the Marvel yeah. universe. But yeah, yeah, Master but... Kung Fu, for all intents and purposes, doesn't come back yeah. in like any meaningful way until like 2009. So
1: yeah. Uh 2017, after a 34 year gap, Master Kung Fu <laughs> came back.
0: Mm, technically, there's a 2015 Secret Wars tie-in, which is actually Oh, excellent. yes, it says that. Like, there's also a 2009 special Wars. with a story written by Jonathan Hickman, where Shang-Chi and Deadpool are in a motorcycle race to the death.
1: <laughs> well, technically, there's a 2009 for <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, but that's an awesome comic, so worth getting out there. <laughs> okay, I'm, Listen, if you're just going to say wrong things, I'm going to nerd out. It's going to happen.
1: Uh, yeah, Doug, Doug Mensch is an interesting guy. Um, created Bane. Or, like, was one of the creators of Bane?
0: Yeah, he's got a big, fascinating comics career. Um, he, yeah. I, I always get him and Steve Englehart <laughs> kind of mixed, because they, they both have, like, Batman ties and, yeah, um, yeah. and Marvel ties. Yeah, was really ties, funny but, in this yeah. interview,
1: because he was just like, he doesn't do anything now. He's, like, way over the bureaucracy of working at, like, a corporate comic book place. But he just talked about, like, yeah, I just got a check the other day for Iron Fist. I guess they're using some of my stories for a Netflix show or something? I don't know. That's He was like, I love that superhero movies are being made because i just get uh, checks in the mail i don't know what they're for but i cash them <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah yeah, that is good so uh all right let's let's get into howard the duck i think i'm ready
0: howard the
1: duck Woo! i have three questions for you good we have three issues about howard the duck what can you explain howard the duck to me like i don't know what it is sure like if, howard the if, duck you know is I'd, a no parody
0: series written by steve gerber uh it's kind of a parody on donald duck the Disney character, just kind of just to do it, and he comes how? from a planet... How, how
1: does he parody Donald Duck, though?
0: Oh, he looks like a duck. It, and well, he, except he talks.
1: besides the fact that he looks like it, what else... Because I, I'm asking this because...
0: It's I not a this... strict uh, DuckTales parody. Like, he is not parodying Duck, like, duck Comics, yeah, like, which could be done. What is the actual... It's just saying, what Subject if we took a Disney character and put him in Marvel, uh-huh. but they put him in, which, you know, in the 70s would have meant a very different thing. Than but me. he's no, not a obviously. Disney
1: character. He's like a cigar munching grouch.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you make him, you make Donald Duck, Disney character, pure, uh-huh. very, you know, pure, co- pure uh, entertainment type company at the time um and you make him a cigar munching grump and he's Uh from a planet of all ducks he's trapped in a world of hairless apes which are humans uh he's stuck in cleveland ohio so he's just kind of in the grit and the grime of of humanity he doesn't understand it and then each issue at least initially takes like a satire of specific marvel comic styles that are being employed throughout the 70s so htd as a character is just like this, he's a weird oddity I mean you just look at him and it's like why are they doing a, a weird Donald the Duck parody in the late 70s yeah. like he doesn't fit into the yeah model and the then universe, issue, and issue one
1: is Conan the Barbarian issue two is like cosmic comics like Starlin cosmic, it's like Kill Raven too and, uh, oh yeah the first one's cause he's what Kill Mallard right yeah yeah Um, yeah yeah you're right uh, and then the third oh yeah that one cause he has the dream sequence where he's clearly doing Kill Raven and then the third one is um, Master of Kung Fu master kung fu the thing is like and i should say i like these i enjoyed reading this i thought it was funny and well written and like flowed well Mm -hmm. but the whole time i was just like who is this for what is this i don't get the joke like what is the like what is the specific it it, because it wasn't really making fun of kung fu comics but it also wasn't just trying to like be one you know like it wasn't just a master of kung fu comic that was like amped up a little bit or maybe made a little sillier or had the silliness pointed out it just kind of was a master of kung fu but with a duck in the middle of it but oh Oh,
0: no I kind of disagree with that I mean I hear what you're saying I think I think what's interesting about Howard the Duck is first these three issues all play better when you have familiarity with the source material that it's satirizing, yeah, sure. like Which the third like issue, did, been, when he becomes a master Kill of Quack Reason. Fu, is much better having read Master of Kung Fu. And specifically, Except,
1: like, that that felt like that's like the joke in there is that it's called Quack Fu. It's not that,
0: super it's... funny. It's not funny, haha. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, like, no, it's, it's not. It's, it doesn't make me laugh out loud, really. But what I do appreciate about what Gerber's doing here is the first half of the issue is kind of like condemning kung fu as a pop culture craze right, yes for its egregious yep. violence the egregious violence gets a kid either killed or nearly killed
1: oh no he gets killed yeah
0: he gets killed and like a...
1: just stabbed in a diner yeah,
0: yeah i do think a guy running into a diner screaming i'm count macho and showing off his kung fu moves is kind of funny <laughs> I, kind, I mean i guess wild. you know
1: the thing is like i just felt like it needed to be amped up like 20 percent you know, like, it felt like it's making fun of these It's things, pretty it's amped. Not... I
0: mean, it's just kung fu in the streets.
1: Well, But that's, like, the actual comic, too, right? Like, it's not that far removed from the thing it's making fun of. So I felt like it just needed a little, just a little bit more. But the yeah. thing is, uh, he, Gerber's such a good writer that I was just interested in this on a, like, pure story level. Like, mm-hmm. like just following page to page what's happening is interesting enough, even if I'm... A little mystified by what's going on. Well, I really uh, like, like too how like he these, yeah. he
0: mimics the writing style of Mensch in Master of Kung Fu with some of the narrative captions. Once yeah. Howard has learned Quack Fu, which is yes, like yes, yes. which is an intentionally silly montage of oh, him I learning mean, I, Quack Fu from a from a back of a comic ad. Like that's all satire type stuff that he's I think the, amping up the best
1: issue or the best story here was Howard the Duck 2 where <laughs> it's all about a cosmic turnip yeah. that comes in like takes over this man's body and he becomes like turnip man or something uh-huh. uh, but there's a really great like clear Starlin ripoff page where uh, the turnip and this man are both like it's a montage of the two of them floating through space having this like existential conversation about you know soul body and consciousness. And, uh, and all this stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that was, that was pretty funny. Okay. I had three questions for you about Howard the Duck. Okay. And you're, t- you're trying to avoid the second two. Uh, am I? <laughs> I don't think yeah. you passed them. Uh, what are they? <laughs> okay. So I guess it's not actually, this is one question. Two, op- <laughs> two options. Okay. So you have a devil's bargain. Uh, is that, is that what that phrase means? A Sophie's choice having to do a Howard's choice. What'd you call it? To do with Howard's origin. Devil's bargain, but that's not really correct. This is a- a, Okay, Sophie's uh, choice. Howard's choice. Yeah. Yeah. Sophie's Howard's choice. Would you rather, you're standing in front of Howard the Duck. Mm -hmm. He's standing there in front of you. Mm -hmm. Would you rather have to watch- Howard the Duck. No. Okay, keep going. Watch Howard the Duck make love to a human woman, (laughs) which is clearly what he wants to do. Talking about Beverly,
0: his human love interest, yeah.
1: Yep. And I mean, that includes, I don't want to get- I don't want to get blue here, Dave, but have you seen A Duck Penis?
0: The comic it's gets quite... blue. The comic gets... gets plenty blue. There's romance yeah, keys. It doesn't there get... is interest uh, displayed. It gets. Will the you, movie uh, opens go... with a shot of, like, Howard with a condom in his wallet, so that's wild. <laughs> okay, yeah.
1: So watch him make human love to a woman or have a, have a nice, you know, little duck. <laughs> Wait, what is Zach
0: <laughs> is chatting me blue pictures of ducks while we talk. All right, what's I just want to make choice? sure you have
1: the full scope of what you you know you're getting into. Second uh-huh. choice is: Would you ha- have a nice serving of Howard Duck L'Orange?
0: I would every time eat, somebody eat orders or duck around sentient? me, I make a Howard joke. It's just it's just part yeah. of me. Well, yeah. So I would say I'd probably no, no. Rather I'm saying
1: literally, it has to be Howard. Howard like, himself. Yeah, yeah. You were eating a sentient duck. Oh, uh, uh, watching a sentient man duck make love to completion, Dave. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're a little too fixated on on the details here um I'd, I'd i'd see how howard and bev get along absolutely yeah i can't eat howard he's got uh he's got his oh no he's yeah, I mean, definitely like we consensual. got dozens of issues to go
1: okay oh god are, are we just gonna have to read that am i just asking
0: <laughs> yeah that's the next I, issue man I, you know so I, saying... howard the duck continues to get goofy it gets goofier i should say like we haven't even gotten the dr bong it's really like his main arch enemy um <laughs> it's definitely one of those like you hear it now, and it's kind of like, why Why was there this comic? Um, although, he's come back in a big way, I honestly, today. Yeah,
1: Chip, Chip Zdarsky's done a, a run, right?
0: Yeah, like, pretty respected, uh, pretty entertaining run as well. So, it's not as... Because Gerber's run is just, like, in-your-face parody satire, I think, you know? And, and I think that's interesting, because there aren't other Marvel books like that. Uh, but he's kind of become more of just, like, an ingrained part of the Marvel Universe since that time. So Yeah,
1: I mean, he's a big, big uh, member of the MCU. He had his own movie. And then uh, he's, you know, got rebooted. By That's right. The first the first MCU favorite movie, actor George and...
0: Lucas's Howard the Duck, uh, which does feature a great rock concert scene. And yeah, I've seen that. Unfortunately, yeah. there's also two hours to go along with that. Uh, yeah, and yeah, so it, welcome to My Marvel everyone's everyone's Universe. Favorite
1: comedian, Seth Green, in the year 2017. It was
0: 2014, and I don't know if he's going to come back. The second one? What? Oh, I, was he in the first one or the second one? He's in the he's in the end credits of Guardians number one. Oh, uh, uh, and okay. I don't believe okay. he's been back since.
1: My mistake.
0: Yeah, big one. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, okay. So speaking of comics, th- Howard Parodies <laughs> Warlock number twelve to number fifteen by my fave Jim Starlin. What would you think of these non Thanos, non world ending Warlock issues?
1: Pretty good. I uh, even like Pip. Okay, here.
0: Pip gets like, kind of a starring role in Warlock number 12. Not kind of. Very much a starring Pip tail. It's, it's pretty good. It's not bad. Pip yeah. goes, a I bunch mean, of Pip, hijinks uh, ensue. He's on a pleasure cruiser trying to I mean, help out this uh, pleasure cruiser lady. No, and, no, you know, not, no, and no, no,
1: no, Dave. No, not some pleasure cruiser lady. Heater Delight. Heater. You're is right. She may has maybe a Maybe the name. best name in like Marvel so far.
0: Heater Delight. That is a killer name. You're it's absolutely right. Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Pip uh, gets his moment in the sun. Then we go to Adam. He fights uh, a man in a coma who is also a star thief. That's pretty wild.
1: <laughs> That's really There's there's some really cool stuff happening with that where, like, yeah, it's uh, this horrifying thing where he's a, a man who was born deaf, blind, mute, without the sensation of touch or taste, right? Mm-hmm. He's, like, basically the, the most extreme version of, like, shut-in syndrome, but still has somehow, like, created an intellect in his mind, right, and, like, expanded his mind to soar through the galaxy and be able yeah. to, like, pull cosmic pranks, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, So he's, he's kind of just playing around with this demigod. It's Adam Warlock versus this demigod character. But the way that he's personified in space is really cool because he's just this pair of cartoon eyes straight out of, like, Looney Tunes. Yeah. Like, the villain through the entire thing is just an outline of eyeballs making these big, like, big expressions, and they're really using, like... I don't know, I feel like this is the most uh cartoon we've seen something in marvel get like yeah it's using very cosmic
0: the, abstract i think in in ways that dicko sort of defined with like eternity but it's, but it's um, silly but beyond like, that
1: mixed with the like serious drawings of adam warlock it's that like silly thing that he's been doing you know like i, I feel like uh
0: i don't think the comic is intentionally goofy though i think it's no a no i don't think story. i don't think
1: it's goofy it's like uh the thing with that um where the prosecution was just a giant mouth and okay the defense was an eyeball it's that kind of mixture that like really works and i think they're just pulling in techniques from like outside of the house style of marvel that yeah. i think really worked no i don't think this was goofy at all but i think like if you kind of just look at those eyes they are you know it's kind of a silly idea of just like a big pair of eyes and it kind of looks like you know angry all the time and he's expressing just through it. yeah i don't know i was really fixated
0: on these eyes i can tell I can tell. No, it's it's definitely like this entire series continues to be super philosophical, super cosmic, very um, blow your mind kind of concepts. It is, it, but it, it in the way that that can go awry. Like Starlin has such oh, a yeah. g- grasp yeah. on. I don't know, just like on action and on keeping the pace moving that it never feels just like a a big treatise on weird philosophical concepts that don't, that you're not here for. You know what I mean? And like, there's still really fun moments, like at the very end of this, when Adam Warlock shows up back to earth and, you know, it's super tiny and he got giant (sighs) and he can't go home Yeah, because he like,
1: he's been in a a place, he's been somewhere in the universe where matter has been expanding at a more rapid rate. Yeah. all of his matter has expanded, so Earth is now the size of his fingernail, and he's just like, "Oh man, I want to go home." <laughs> <laughs> right, right. He's bummed, and kind of
0: throughout these issues, Warlock is trying to. He's kind of dealing with the trauma of everything that happened. Yeah, in yeah. The like war that's with all the magus still You know, like he did. He like knows his end, and he kind of killed himself, and like he had to yeah, kill another knows. version of yeah. himself, and he teamed up with mm. Thanos, and, and he's not yeah. having a great time. Well, um, the
1: Soul Gem is still like compelling him to do things he doesn't quite want to do he has a showdown inside his own soul gem
0: there's a cool one. moment with the soul gem where it's trying to assert its ownership of warlock and it tells him that the soul gem is one of six which is the first yes, yes. Uh, assertion that we've gotten that hey guess what there's more of these gems out there or at least the first uh declaration that i remember so distinctly yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's so. pretty cool kind of that tease towards infinity gauntlet even though we are years and years away from that. Um, we do also get the return of Gamora and Thanos v- towards the end of these issues as yeah. they clearly indicate that they're going to be uh, playing a role in good old Warlock's life, and we're going to see some of that build up uh, come to come to fruition well, in 1977. That, that storyline
1: just kind of ends, but where does this comic continue? Because Warlock ends. This is the last issue of Warlock.
0: Yeah, so in 77, we're going to read let me pull them up here. Um... Well, you do that. We're I'm gonna going to read to Marvel Team Up, Avengers Annual, and Marvel Two in One Annual. Wouldn't those have been your first three guests for where the story of Warlock continues?
1: Yeah. No. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you figured that out. Um, I just want to mention probably the coolest part of this whole little arc we read: mm-hmm. Space Shark.
0: Space sharks. Marvel yeah, space loves Shark space cool. sharks. I think everyone loves space sharks, and yeah, sure. uh, they're always, always cool.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. This actually, great. DC Loved loves it. space sharks too.
0: Yeah. That's kind of a big part of Lobo's deal. Oh, I did you know that about like Lobo? Lobo? I
1: don't like that guy at all. Oh, did you I, know I, he I,
0: loves, or no, space dolphins, actually. He's more in space. Oh,
1: dolphins. yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, him and him and some space dolphins, right? Yeah,
0: he's like really friendly with space dolphins.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, one yeah, of the best also parts. I also just want to mention uh, the artist here, which is who on this one?
0: Well, you got Jimmy S on most of it, but there's also, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's who, getting a here from, I can never say it, Steve. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, cool name. Um, Amazing color palette on these, like yeah. really beautiful color work that, you know, like ties the pages together, which is something we don't always see, you know, like a palette tying together like entire sequences instead of just individual panels. So, Yeah, these are definitely my
0: favorite. Like just if you if you're going to say to somebody like 70s cosmic, really out there ideas. I mean, Warlock yeah. is, is my favorite from this. Era. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Really beautiful. Kind of bonkers, and some of the stuff super strange, but it's it's always good.
1: And in a year of finishing out series, which I don't think we've really done before, <sighs> that's, um, that's a good point. That didn't, yeah, didn't immediately continue. You know, we had like whatever comic Hulk was in, but then Hulk picked up immediately. Yeah, um, but yeah, finishing that up, we're f- also finishing Jungle Action with nineteen through twenty four.
0: Boo for this comic ending, but let's let's talk about it. So issues nineteen to twenty two, and, and weirdly here. I don't understand this, Zach. I meant to look it up before we talked. What what is is twenty three? Is there an issue twenty three? It's not a Marvel Unlimited.
1: Oh no, I didn't. I didn't notice we skipped one.
0: Yeah, yeah. So twenty. Uh, anyway, let's just I'll, let's I'll talk it up about the story. Talk, we'll yeah. figure that out. Nineteen twenty two. Our Panther versus the Clan. And we return from Panther's Rage. We come back from Wakanda. We go I to have Georgia, an
1: if you want. Okay, hit me. Uh, it's written by Roy Thomas, and it's a reprint of Daredevil sixty nine, where Panther and Daredevil team up. That is so. So they just, like, for whatever reason, took t- 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 a month off. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, didn't hold Yeah. Thing. And anyway. clearly
0: the series was ending. Okay. Okay. Thank you for that answer. Uh, but yeah, 1922, they return to Georgia. Panther, uh, T'Challa and Monica Lynn come back. I believe Monica has some family here. And we kind of get into really the racism in America. And, uh, this comic gets so deep on really con- controversial is the wrong word on really sensitive topics i guess sensitive
1: yeah that's the word i think yeah. like it gets it gets explicit in a way that i feel like
0: it's uncomfortable i think yeah in in and so. it tends to be right like it is intentionally making you uncomfortable it's got the black panther and monica exploring the the alleged suicide of monica's sister i believe it is mm-hmm. is kind of yeah. at the heart of this but then at the same time they're being threatened consistently and and horrifyingly By members of the Ku Klux Klan, by members of, uh, actually, like, other offshoots at times. But primarily, it's supposed to be the KKK.
1: It's right at the beginning. It's the the Dragon Circle. Yeah. And I didn't really understand what that was because, like, there was a black man in the middle of that. And they didn't...
0: I don't know if that was supposed to just be, like, a red herring or what. I'll be honest. I didn't really follow why they teased that initially. Yeah, yeah, because that vanishes soon. And then it's just... The the, 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 uh, the known hate, hate group, clan, the KKK, yeah. the Klan. Um, one of the things that I think is most uncomfortable about th- these stories is in Panther's Rage, we saw T'Challa lose and lose again and get beat up and really just get, like, beaten to the, the last inch of his life. Yeah. We see that again, but now yeah. it's in Georgia, and it's the Klan, and he's fighting and fighting and fighting, but the hordes of them are just overwhelming. And they tie him literally to a burning cross, and yeah, it I mean, goes from is... it goes from Marvel Comics fiction in a fictional land called Wakanda, where T'Challa is what was it? He was tied to a, a, a cactus of with and, a pterodactyl yeah. coming down on him, to now the very real terror of of racially motivated hate groups in America, and it's just like it's this almost the same scenario, but it hurts to read and see. And it should. I mean, that is the point. Um, oh, and mean, it's about T'Challa overcoming it again, but getting there, it's like, I don't know, it's it's so much more depressing in a way because I'm never going to, you are never going to hear the stories about all the people that had to overcome pterodactyls. You know sure. what I mean? Well, I mean, I,
1: like, issue 22 is one of the, like, craziest issues of comics I've ever read, where things have settled down a little bit, and... T'Challa is sitting with Monica Lynn's family and they're discussing her parents are talking about their ancestors Mm -hmm. in like the reconstruction era right after the civil war. And he's talking about their black ancestors, right. Who were like recently freed slaves, uneducated and like kind of had nowhere to go and trying to like figure out their lives in this, you know, still very like oppressive system. And then she tells the story of her, I think, great great grandfather great grandfather's lynching yeah and it is a slow step-by-step process of watching like the clan ride up on this family terrorize mm-hmm. them and then lynch the man it's i mean it's and it's juxtaposed it's
0: very, with like an ongoing as if black panther was taking on the scenario but Mon-
1: monica monica lynn is daydreaming while she's hearing the story she's daydreaming what it would be like if black panther was there yeah kind of like giving her own little revisionist history and trying to like you know Basically make the whole thing a little easier for her to to process. Yeah. Right. And that is like a fascinating idea, right? Like that idea of trying to reclaim this story through the, you know, the idea of what if what if we did have a power to fight back? And, you know, like, what if we had, you know, trying to to write these stories of, you know, fighting back against this incredible oppression? It's it's really something. Yeah.
0: And I do want to jump in here and say, I, I know there has to be a lot of nuance and complexity to this conversation. Like is this actually good? <laughs> like is this actually well done? I would turn to to people of color who have significantly more knowledge to say, right? I would say sure. yeah. from our from our pers- from my perspective specifically reading it, I do think there's a there's sort of a wish fulfillment, like a power fantasy of like a, there's a book coming out by Gene Lewin Yang right now. It called Superman smashes the clan. And when I hear that, I instantly get kind of excited because I'm like, yeah, I want to see Superman smash the clan. Like, that sounds great. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, there's sure. kind of a, a wish fulfillment fantasy there. But I think what Black Panther does, Jungle Action, these issues, does so well is it's like, it's not that easy. It's just not that easy. I mean, and he doesn't smash the clan, He doesn't right? smash he the doesn't. clan. Right? I mean,
1: it, it ends with a shot of, like, the man hanging from a tree in silhouette. And that's what really happened. Like, it makes yeah, clear, right. like, this is what actually happened. This is just her telling herself a story to make the whole thing feel better and her feel better about the future, right? Yeah. Like, she imagines, because, you know, Black Panther is more than, like, just the guy who she's dating. He's also, like, a symbol for, you know, like, this kind of, uh you know, equality and power to strike back and not, you know. Uh ah, yeah. Um... I, I want to read the, the caption from the, the issue that starts with um, with Black Panther hanging on the cross. Because yep. it's just like, it's such wild writing. Uh, you've, you have Black Panther on a burning cross. The title is A Cross Burning, Darkly Blackening the Night. And the caption says, He is not a symbolic Christ. Forget about turning his flesh and blood into some esoteric allusion to the persecution of contemporary man. This is the Black Panther, King of Wakanda's, and known also known as T'Challa. He's made of flesh and blood and the flames which consume the cross in his body prove his humanity, and the death watchers, dressed in white robes, revel at his torment and desire his death. <sighs> big. Yeah. Big writing. Yeah. It. it really is. And then and then he like he kicks himself free and runs into the night with this like flaming cross and it's just it's it's a lot.
0: <laughs> but when he, and it, that's the thing too, is like when he busts out of the cross, finally, he doesn't then turn and beat up the clan and end their movement. No, he's city. horribly He burnt, runs right? to he's... a pond to cool off his blistered back. Like it's yeah. it's really, the whole thing is kind of brutal. We didn't even mention like, there's a scene where Monica is threatened uh in a grocery store <laughs> oh wait
1: wait so, just to bring some levity to this okay uh, yeah Tattala... it's really it's
0: really this is a really heavy story let's just no you know, it's oh so no heavy. it
1: is but t'challa is grocery shopping in his full black panther love that detail <laughs> i do so love fun. that detail and, and monica Lynn Monica is calls like, him on it yeah and he's just like oh i'll well, let them stare basically like yeah they uh you know they, they turn their head away in embarrassment you know I I still see them catching glances, and it's like, yeah, of course they are. He's called out a bunch of times for wearing the costume, like, too much. Like, Monica Lynn a few times asked. I feel like Don McGregor was building up to something with this, some idea.
0: Hmm.
1: Planting seeds of, like, T'Challa's psychology. Yeah. Because there's a lot of times where she's just like, they're at the dinner table, and he's wearing the full costume, and she's like, "Uh, yeah, but really, take off your mask. Right, (laughs) right. You have to take off, you have to eat sometime, like, because, yeah, and I, I feel like they were playing with something here that. Just never got, uh, you know, never got f- fleshed out.
0: Yeah, definitely. No, I, it's, it's a shame that this is the end of the series. I think it's definitely the best Black Panther <sighs> we're going to see for a good long time. And it just time.
1: ends. And I looked it up, and, like, Jack Kirby just throws this away and moves on. Jack Kirby,
0: like, Ker- that's, you know, I almost don't like, even connect the dots because they're so different. Monica but so in Lynn's sister's
1: murder doesn't get solved. Like, yeah. we're in the middle of that. We're in the middle of this fight with some guy named wind something that wing, was not very winged good.
0: eagle or wind eagle
1: yeah i didn't get his deal i felt a little confused by the wind eagle yeah that that was like i didn't quite get what was happening there yeah at the end. no but and kirby can, it,
0: kirby takes over black panther after this and turns it into like an insane kirby sci-fi comic that yeah i have yeah. ranked extremely low on my my list of like every story i've read like extremely low i think it's really bad um yeah honestly like i just think it, kirby everyone loves him he's the king etc. etc. His Black Panther <laughs> is hard to read. <laughs> like yeah, sure. I would you know, if you want to take it upon yourself and try it out, especially after you've read Jungle Action, like try to make that jump. That is a big jump in uh Does in terms he of does tone he pull out style. his
1: golden cigarette case and just light up constantly?
0: Uh he's got golden frogs, I'll tell you that.
1: Okay. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sounds
0: more interesting than it actually is. So that is the end of Jungle Action so far. Obviously we've had a pretty goodbye good we barely knew it. ye yeah Yeah. or you know yeah, thought, i mean just think about like it.
1: god it makes me so bummed out because i'm just like what if this series really i mean it got a good run like i think this was a pretty good run we get two like there's a lot in there there's a whole lot here. in and, there yeah there's a lot here but like what if this had really been able to run for a while if don mcgregor really stuck around on this like i feel like there's i, I mean the thing is it still feels very disconnected from the rest of the marvel universe you know maybe that was part of the issue is like this still doesn't feel like tonally it feels so like I can't imagine Spider Man showing up here. I could imagine like Captain America maybe coming into one of these. But like there's You could see a, a cap cameo Marvel.
0: because of the so much commentary on America.
1: Yeah, right. But like fantastic can you see the thing in one of these? I think that would It'd
0: be a weird tonal shift.
1: Yeah, they'd have to really like I don't know, thread
0: that needle. So Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um and then we finally landed on two issues Two Dracula and Doctor Strange, which is a crossover. And I saw that we had to read another Tomb of Dracula, Dracula, and I realized I never wanted to read another issue of this in my life. As much as I am Tomb of Dracula, yeah, I'm totally lukewarm on this comic. I don't
0: dislike. You're like I don't, I don't had like it. it. I get it. I'm good. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think maybe just what you said about Master Kung Fu. Um, like it's just it's fine. It's just not for me. Like I'm not interested in it, even though I don't dislike it. Like yeah feel like for somebody this is totally their jam and that's cool and i see that i just don't like it that being i said, like these I two issues this, this, was, this is was a, good this is yeah. dracula versus doctor Strange yeah this fight. was very fun yeah. i do
0: think it's the last i think it's the last two of dracula we're gonna do in oh, the club yeah, if you. memory serves unless we do him thank first you, the silver surfer no i don't think we do um yeah so this is a two part crossover yeah, both are drawn fire, by gene colon which helps yeah I think he's a, doing a good,
1: good i i was i was thinking he seems like one of the only artists who's like continually seeming to evolve with the times Gene right, like, progresses not,
0: quite nicely, I think. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, like his stuff totally fits in. It doesn't feel like a throwback. And he's been with us for like a decade now. And that's oh, yeah, not he, true he starts pretty early people. in the
0: Silver Age. and Because we were, we were going back and forth on Hot or Not on him. A yeah, plunge. sometimes
1: he was good when the butts were good, and sometimes he was bad when the butts were bad.
0: Right, it was all butt-based analysis, um, which I would say less so here because there's so much <laughs> use of shadow and flighty capes. Like, I don't know what Vampire's butt looks like to you. I know. No, I don't yeah so let's just end the show because now we're both sad (laughs) (laughs) what happened Uh, oh my god what does happen to your so when you turn into a vampire well your body stays exactly the same right
1: i mean we don't know that's what i'm saying
0: do vampires and do they have to (gasps) use the bathroom
1: that's where they that's where they store the blood that they they suck out
0: because you only you only have liquid anyway this issue the story begins Butt packs?
1: <laughs> I said blood packs, but yeah, okay. sure. <laughs> Butt packs. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, the issue begins with Wong crashes into the Sanctum Sanctorum, or Strange uncovers him. He has been bitten by a vampire. Doctor Strange, Stephen Strange, finds vows his body in an alley. to avenge yeah. Wong's vampiric-ridden corpse, essentially. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. I mean,
1: it, it, it literally is It's the most bare bones, like, make Doctor Strange mad at Dracula. Fight! Yeah, yeah.
0: Totally. Um, yeah, but the fight is, is awesome. Yeah. It's a really yeah, fight. good fight. I, Doctor Actually, Strange like, is, uh... like, he has the one-up on Dracula throughout almost all of it, which I think is kind of cool. Because if you just said, like, hey, who would win in a fight? You got to pick Doctor Strange here. He's got the whole oh, yeah, for sure. Master of the Mystic Arts at his disposal. Um, yeah. but, but Dracula kind of tricks him, kind of gets him, and he gets him hypnotized so that at the end of the first issue, he's able to give Stevie a big old chomp on the neck, throw turn I him close. into a vampire, and then throw him into a dark pit. Or Steven cannot escape.
1: uh, Dracula's trick,
0: hypnotizing someone. You look like you look like there's more to that.
1: (laughs) It's uh, it's when he bites someone on the neck. That's Dracula's trick.
0: He is such a trickster. My goodness. (laughs) Uh, I I do think when he just throws Stephen's body, like his you know transforming corpse into like a dark pit, it is kind of scary. Yeah, it's a good. It's got that kind of horror element to it. Um, Stephen, of course, he goes into his astral form. Please, right? You know, it's just
1: like the, the issue ends with like Doctor Strange dead and then you cut to the next issue and it's like no of course it's his astral form and it pops back into his body right um and then the this issue ends with dr strange killing dracula and it's like dracula dead and yeah. i went and uh, i read the next issue of tomb of dracula or at least the opening to it and it immediately was like you know we open up on our villain dracula's corpse question mark and then he just comes back to life and he's like, of course I'm not dead. I simply played a trick on him by... It's one of Dracula's many tricks. And it was literally it. There's no explanation. It was just like, I made him think I was dead. Haha. ha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, no, that's basically a... <laughs> what they both do. I do like yeah. that
0: when when Strange uh, encounters Dracula for the first time, he's so mad. He just... His first thing he does, is he's like, uh, I'm going to set your bed on fire. And he burns his, <laughs> <laughs> he burns his yeah. coffin.
1: <laughs> well, and then he... he uh, he puts him through this, like, mental torture of having to, like, relive. Oh, he pen and stares as... him. Yeah. yeah. Is that what it's called? Well, Ghost Rider
0: it, it... does the pen and stare. And it's like, you need to oh, okay. feel yeah, yeah, the yeah. pain of all your victims. Strange, like, does that aversion to that, uh, to Dracula.
1: Yeah, sending him to, like, this terror of being Vlad the Impaler, uh, but then, like, being bitten by a vampire and feeling the terror of turning into a, a demon. and mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool.
0: Cool also crossover. Don't... Definitely better than the Tuma Dracula, Dracula Werewolf by Night crossover. I think we can pretty yeah, safely please, say. we're
1: done with we're done with Werewolf,
0: right? Oh, did you not know? We're doing <laughs> next year. Next 70, year is ten. Seventy seven is the Werewolf, werewolf here. Stories. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Somehow we're reading forty five issues of Werewolf by Night, all from nineteen seventy seven. Yeah,
0: I got the omnibus. Let's. I'm looking get now just to make it. sure you're not t- okay.
1: Oh God, there is another F- Tomb of Dracula in seventy nine.
0: Ha ha. Oh, I mean, oh, get get oh, rid oh. of it now, God! Oh, it. sixty-nine i oh, I'm gonna 70. find something cooler. I, I'm oh, oh, I'm gonna oh, put my oh. foot
1: down and replace it with something. I'll find. Zach, you're there. talking
0: about a list that hasn't been modified.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: You know, I should mention here, a little late in the show, oh, oh, but oh, uh, these lists oh, yeah. be a changing. I am making edits. If you did my Marvelous Year Club the first time, I'm changing a whole lot of stuff as I find stuff. Yeah, I think new we've said that, in like Marvel the, the place to get
1: the like the up to date absolute list that we're doing are the podcast show notes, the weekly updates I send out on Patreon and the spreadsheet which is usually about 2 weeks ahead in being correct. Um, which you can tell because like you'll see it's all shuffled around and I usually let everybody know uh, when it's when it's updated or like you can tell that it's it's changed.
0: Yeah, I but think uh, I think places. 77 is the most I've changed a list so far.
1: Oh, really? I, would say. I haven't looked yep. at it yet. Um oh, yeah, you've taken a lot out Oh yeah, we're both looking at it right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I changed. I was going through that recently and changed got a whole bunch of, of stuff. Oh, uh,
1: we got we got to read "What If." We got to put get that "What If" back in there, Dave.
0: That's why it's on the list. What are you talking about? Oh, it is. I'm looking at the. <laughs> you goofball! Sorry, the I added place. it to the list.
1: Oh, and we are reading. Are we reading Black Panther? Jack Kirby's. We should read that. Jack No, Kirby I took issue. that. Just I so moved we that can, to like... honorable mention. Yeah, I I kind of want to read it just to like yell. You can
0: head. read it, and I recommend you do. It's on the bonus round right. for for yeah, curiosity's sake. Oh, but it's not good, so it gets off the main round.
1: Speaking of which, for uh-huh. 1976, you knocked a couple things off, uh, including oh. Omega, the onion, Omega the Unknown. Which Omega the Unknown. Omega the Onion about.
0: always makes me cry. It gets me every time. Crickets, crickets, crickets. <laughs>
1: The thing is, uh, when I edit these episodes, uh, they naturally edit out all the silence. So I'm going to have to go back in and add, put the silence add back ex- into the... Add <laughs> explicit silence. <laughs> Just to make sure that that joke works. Um, no, you, you removed Omega the Unknown, which is fine. That, I guess that's some like Those issues are actually that, pretty interesting. That that doesn't have any real bearing on anything, but
0: if you liked, some uh, people really like them. If you like Gerber on Adventures into Fear, Man-Thing, yeah, uh, yeah, check out I mean. Omega the Unknown. You might like it.
1: But... That. You also removed Nova number one, the sure debut did. of Nova, and some people had a little bit of a problem with that in the Slack, and so I so read I it. think the problem, and I though, am here, whoa, 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 I okay, am here- Okay, okay, you're on the podium, to say Nova. your piece. Sorry, now, what were you going to say?
0: Well, I was going to say, I bet that most people's problem with this is the idea that Nova is an important character, which is true. Nova yes. is a really cool character. I like Richard Ryder a lot. The start of his series here in '76, though, isn't the Nova that we're really gonna know and celebrate, especially in a modern context. So no. I took it off the main list and moved it to the bonus round because, like, you're not gonna get a ton of good Nova here. His origin isn't super important, honestly, and you know not we're not bad, gonna read him again for a decent chunk. What did it's you? Not think? a bad issue though. I don't I'll, think it's I'll terrible by it. any measure. It's why it's on. No, the it's bonus.
1: it's fine. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty passable. Um, he does have the name of. Richard Ryder, which, like, the uh Oh, the grow up.
0: Grow up.
1: pretty funny if you think about it. Rich Ryder. Uh, huh? Podcast Did with it? a child. Rich he is. Nova Rider. is created
0: by Marv Wolfman and John Buscema. And uh, <sighs> I like Richard Ryder really a whole heck of a lot. Tell me what you thought about actually reading the issue.
1: Oh, uh, he's like um, he's like Peter Parker. He, he definitely is trying to, like, ride that Peter Parker stees, but with a space bent yeah. to it. Right, like it, it kind of feels like maybe what they're doing with Star Lord now, right? Like he's just kind of a everyday schmuck in space a little bit. Uh, yeah. I mean, not like a schmuck. He's not a schmuck. Like well, he's a teenager. He's, a Peter, he's like he's like a Peter know, Parker teenager. Yeah, and he's got this whole thing about being like, what is it? All the bullies tease him for being a pushover or something. I can't remember. He gets teased a lot, and he's kind of like he's your classic beta boy, you know. <laughs>
0: classic uh, he's a uh, he's known as the human i mean rocket. i don't know anything if you don't know nova he's got a cool yellow helmet he's got dr oh, fate it, colors I mean, and design. it's almost
1: worth reading it for that costume that costume is awesome
0: yeah i i'm a sucker for blue and yellow combos always like it big dr fate guy over here um but yeah no oh, the same yeah, thing he does,
1: oh he's got a real dr fate thing going. oh on. big
0: time big time uh he's yeah. known as the human rocket because he can blast out of his booty and fly real Ugh, fast through space god
1: do you want to say that again in booty a different blast way?
0: <laughs> um yeah, yeah. Uh... i mean I, I don't have a ton. i don't know that's why i took it out like that's I that's all i got i like I'm nova human rocket what's that nothing
1: um but, yeah so <laughs> Nova's thing is also that like he uh there's another nova from another planet that's oh there's lots of novas yeah that's a good point uploads his consciousness he like sends his powers and his consciousness to this teenage boy seemingly at random he's like dying and he's just like you down there, yeah, it's very you Green Lantern <laughs> of them, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's kind of Green Do Did you just say Green Lantern?
0: Oh, it's super Green Lantern,
1: is that what you just said? Yeah, there's a Nova Corps okay yeah, to yeah.
0: come. Uh, at lot of the oh, Green really? Lantern Corps. Mm. Um, yeah, cool. it's it's big time. What if Peter Parker joined the Green Lantern Corps?
1: Are you reading that uh MK Jemison Green Lantern thing? Is that out yet?
0: I don't think it's out yet. Do you know that author I'm though? Ju- yeah, uh, I
1: mean, I haven't read her book, she wrote The Broken Earth. Which is like a seemingly, seems like a cool fantasy series. My wife read the first one, said it was awesome.
0: Oh, okay. Um, no, I haven't yeah, read her stuff, I mean, but uh, like, I'm a big Morrison Sharp Green Lantern guy, so I don't know about this competitor I think Green She Lantern won, business. she won,
1: she wrote a trilogy of fantasy novels and won a Hugo Award for each one. She won the Hugo Award three years in a row for three books in a row, which is like pretty cool. Uh, we'll see how that translates out. to comics though, because that's, that's uh, not always one-to-one, but. Um, I love. I I got into the uh, the Green Lantern Corps a couple of years ago, the like two thousand five, two thousand six ish era mm-hmm. or something around there with like Guy Gardner, and I was like, this is pretty fun. I had no idea Green Lantern was good.
0: Is Nova good though? That's the question. And here's what no, I want to know from the podcast this club.
1: This is this is my Green Lantern ish year now.
0: That's. Not a good name for a Green Lantern podcast. Oh,
1: oh, I'm sorry, mister, we need to keep consistent branding. <laughs> Not if it's that bad. <laughs> we could throw branding right out the window. All right, yeah, uh, yeah, if you done, like Nova,
0: bad. and you like this 70s series in particular, give us a And if you like the show, a please ring.
1: rate and review on iTunes.
0: Yeah, give us a call. Write, please rate and review. With your give recommendations <laughs> uh, of where to to read some Nova issues. I'm, is I'm honestly eight, pretty six, curious. Nine. I haven't I haven't found that in point yet. But before Zach goes deeper into his Green Lantern thing, which is just all kinds of inappropriate, let's call it a night. We've been recording for More hours like now. Lantern, hours. And uh, I gotta say, I'm forgetting how we end these things. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. You can find more reading lists in the show notes you can find them over on combocarol.com. you can find them in the patreon as well for mmy and as always thanks everybody for your support for making the show possible
1: yeah uh and please uh i zoned out so i'm just gonna say some stuff and hope it wasn't what you just said oh no Uh, please rate and review us on itunes it is actually very appreciated and i go, i check that every couple days and uh yeah it's great to get those um i do see a lot of like podcasts that kind of get initial boost of ratings reviews and then kind of flounder and they die out uh and i think that's just kind of
0: And we don't want to die
1: not yet yeah we don't want to die out please so uh yeah please rate and review us and back us on patreon if you can if you're enjoying the show every every little dollar helps um with those dollars I'm going to buy Dave a copy of Marvel for when I see him in October.
0: Oh that would be such a mean gag gift. That would <laughs> what if be I get it so signed cruel?
1: by But Jamass.
0: Wow. You burned, <laughs> him time, huh? burned him to a corpse. Burn him to a crisp. <laughs> music for my Marvelous year is by Disasterpiece. You can find more of their music wherever you find music.
1: <laughs> I bought uh, one of his vinyls <laughs> you today. You he, bought a uh, Disasterpiece my, my... vinyl. Yeah, the um Seriously. Rise of the Interstellar Obsidian, which yeah. is my favorite album by him. Yeah. That, that like yeah, it, they just uh his bandcamp just put out like a limited five hundred pressing run that's an that album fun on, as hell. on vinyl. I don't even have a vinyl player. Oh, even better. <laughs> You just gotta no, spin I have it a, really I fast. I have a good record collection. I, uh, my record player's busted, so I just need
0: to get a new one. But I you figured, just do it like, like a basketball. Put it on your index finger and spin it super fast, and you'll get it.
1: Isn't that? Isn't there a superhero who does that? Like uses their claw?
0: Oh, Lee, no, I'm thinking of Stitch from
1: Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> uh,
0: my uh. my guess was gonna be Vibe from the DC uh, Justice League, but I think he Can just. we talked about Lilo jukebox. and Stitch for half an hour? What about Lilo and Stitch for half an hour? Can we talk about it for half an hour? I love uh, it's that gonna movie. be half an hour of how I've never seen it. Are you kidding me? I've never seen it.
1: Well, let me just tell you plot point by plot point everything that happens.
0: (laughs) Okay, so we're going to fade out the sound as Zach continues talking to me about Lilo and Stitch. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next year.
1: See you next year. Okay,
0: Okay, so which one's Lilo and which one's Stitch?
1: Lilo's the cute little Hawaiian girl. Uh huh. And the the only thing you really need need to know about Lilo and Stitch is Ohana means family, and family means no one left behind. Oh. Okay, God, I, point. It's honestly an incredible movie. You really should watch it.
0: I, uh, my, it's very my son like, was watching it not too long. Or we've been like seeing if he wants to watch it. So I, there's actually a decent chance I will catch up on that.
1: I'm, I'm not like the. I mean, I like Disney movies. I'm not like the biggest Disney like hardcore guy. I think that is one of their like. It's it's close. It's very very close to what I'd consider a perfect movie.
0: Top tier for you. Wow. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's It's one of my like. Yeah, probably top. Five Disney movies. Okay. Easy. Now I now yeah. I really want to yeah, see. Yeah, it. it's awesome. It's very good. Nice. Uh, it's, yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah.